0: Hey, this is hey, Kyle this O'Reilly. Is Kyle O'Reilly, you're listening to you're listening and loving and loving the, Spanish announce, the Spanish announce Table. The Spanish Announce Table. Tim. Yeah. Another week has passed. Another pay per view seems like, uh, as UFC pay per views go, WWE pay per view goes as the same. Uh, another one. Uh, each and every week feels like that's how the pace of these pay-per-views are going we just had another all one
1: the, all around the world even
0: yeah hell in a cell was this past week uh but before we get into hell in the cell and our thoughts on the week of wwe pro wrestling and anything outside of the uh bubble uh what were you we up to what'd you do
1: a lot of home improvement projects but i did manage to spend sunday evening uh, watching Hell in a Cell on a 120 inch screen, thanks to a friend of the show, Dustin Kaufman, and uh, Pro Wrestling Nightly over there. Uh, he hosts these um uh, get togethers, right, in his place, and they're snacks, right? I mean, what more do you want? You got the wrestling on a big screen, you got snacks, you got friendly people around, so we enjoyed that. That was really it, other than frustratingly working on my house.
0: A hundred and twenty inch screen. Like yeah, a real screen,
1: screen or a projector? Projector and it was crystal clear. okay. And it was great. Okay.
0: That High seems, too big. It, that seems no, too big. It was
1: perfect. And he's got a whole setup in his basement that looks like a movie theater. And He's got these big oversized leather uh furniture and everything. It's real comfortable and it's a it's a just fun. It's all you know? It looks like a movie theater down there.
0: Wow. So, yeah. Well, thanks for the invite.
1: Yeah, right. huh. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't like you.
0: That's fair.
1: You know, that's usually how it works with the fans. Yeah. They don't like. Yeah.
0: I introduced. Yeah. I introduced you to him and then I get kicked out of the little equation. Actually, I think he invited me and I said no. (laughs) Mm, Right.
1: (laughs) You know, if Tim's going, I'm not going.
0: Well, you know, yeah. I like to keep this interaction Skype to Skype. I don't want to actually see you.
1: Yeah, I don't want to smell you.
0: Hey, but actually, that is one thing that I did uh, this past Spelled week. Helped me. No, but I will on November 7th because I got us tickets uh, for Jake the Snake Roberts.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be here in Kansas City at the Riot Room uh, November 7th. Uh, I got us the meet and greet tickets. Um, he's going to do a one-man show, kind of sharing stories uh, from the road and his life, which if you've seen Beyond the Mat or just followed anything of his life, you know he's got an interesting one. A little bit Uh so that'll be great. So we'll be seeing each other then, if not sooner. But yeah, got us tickets. Woo-hoo! I like
1: that. That's a great deal. Um, I, I appreciate you securing those. Um, that'll be a fun time. I'm looking forward to that. So, what did you do over this weekend? Well, that.
0: Yeah. So I got those tickets, which I was fun future event November seventh, Riot Room, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, Friday night, not much. Just kind of hung out. Uh, got a new NBA two K nineteen. That was fun. Yeah. Dominating uh, already? No, not really. It's it, it, It's not. One thing that's a gripe of mine of the game is last year when the you had. cheats? The, sh- the computer
1: no, cheats, when, right?
0: when you had the shot meter, the shot meter was a color that I could see. I believe off the top of my head, it was yellow. So you could just see the, the meter go up to yellow and then you, you know, release the ball. There's a good shot, right? Right. Now they're getting too cute with it. And they've put the color of the team in the bar. So if it's a dark color, like if it's, for example, I played a classic game with the, the Seattle Sonics. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, like a Hunter green. I can't see the thing filling up because it blends in with the court. And so I was like, I don't know if that was real earlier or late. And then it would tell me up top, but it was like, by the time that happens, I have to get a rebound. Uh, And so I don't like that. That's my one critique of the game. I'll get used to that as it goes. But got that game on Friday. And
1: then I will dominate.
0: Hopefully. Saturday night was really fun. Went to the Improv KC up in the Zona Rosa area. Saw one of my favorite stand-up comedians, Burt Kreischer, which uh, he asked us to do it, and I will definitely oblige. Uh, if you haven't, check out on Netflix his Netflix special called Secret Time. Here's the cool thing about it. He's, we saw him last year at the improv. That set was the secret time set. And then when we saw him this past Saturday, an entirely new 51 minutes of stand-up material. And nice. oh my god, I laughed till I cried a couple times, like right from the get-go. Just like, oh, oh my god, great. that joke was awesome. Yeah. In tears laughing. It was great. Then uh got to meet him. Took a picture with him. Had to crop out Emily because Emily said she didn't like what she looked like. So, bleh. So, if you it looks like there's a picture that I cropped, it's because I did because there's another person in it, but she didn't want to be in it. So, I cropped her out. She doesn't um, want to be tied to you
1: in a public setting.
0: I mean, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But Bert does because Bert was happy to take the picture. So,
1: yeah, I, I got a I, Emily, <laughs> have seen. The full uncropped picture. <laughs> I could release it. Mm. Mm. Well, don't. Mm. I won't for a small fee.
0: All right. The fee is uh, just don't. Okay. Cur- yeah, it's old. There we go. Uh, so did that Saturday. And then Sunday, uh, kind of a day of rest. Didn't do too much. Hung out with my good pal Sharkbait. He's got a fight coming up next Saturday in it- Independence, Missouri.
1: Did you watch Patrick Mahomes uh, super football it up?
0: Good God! Six touchdowns, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, he he sliced and diced all over that.
0: Yeah, now let's be honest a little bit in the sense that uh, they've changed the rules and essentially made the quarterback a kicker to where you can't touch him anymore. Right, but it's great. So, it's not as if this is the second coming of Joe Montana. It's just, wow, that's really incredible. Uh, but what a fun game. And how unbalanced are the Kansas City Chiefs? This is exactly like 2003 to me. If we go 9-0 and then lose just convincingly to a team that we are obviously better than, I will not be shocked. And then we yeah. if we finish 13-3 and lose in the first round of the playoffs to a quarterback who's way better than our team, it would be – Poetic justice because this team is so good offensively and good God, almost high school level bad on you defense.
1: Know, really bad on defense.
0: I mean, just almost embarrassing to where you're just looking at plays that what you know, linebacker, guys, it, why would you do that? Did that?
1: Four plays in a row guys. Yeah. <laughs> the and, same play. They didn't even stop.
0: And as a conditioning drill, all of the defense, should be doing the hardest running drill they have for allowing that statue fat bloated constipated looking uh raper allegedly Ben Roethlisberger, run a touchdown in on you yeah that yeah, that, that was statue bad. he runs he runs as if he has all big toes you know what I mean like he should not be running touchdowns in the NFL yeah
1: <laughs> He's just got all big toes. Yeah. Right.
0: Like He's yeah. all clunky and it's right. big and it's weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a kid on my uh, son's soccer team that runs like that. Like yeah. He's got all big toes. Check his feet. I yeah. can't Check wait to feet. use that line and get in a fight with somebody.
0: hmm
1: <laughs> On my kid's own team. That'll
0: be great. Good, you should. I, in practice. I, hey, I have it.
1: struggled with maintaining and remembering any of the other kids' names, and which one of them belongs to which parents. <laughs> like. And this is about the fourth year on the team. I'm just really like, guys, I don't know ya. you. know. That's like, We'll talk. and w- I mean, we'll talk, and we'll all be nice, and we'll laugh and joke and, and have a great time, but I don't remember which kid is what. And I try to. I say names during the thing, and I'm like, nope, sorry, not Zach. That was, yep, number two. Cooper. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Well, there's two Coopers, two Carters, two Blakes. I'm like, I'm not doing this.
0: (laughs) Wait a minute. Are you serious? There really is. Good God. I made that name up. And there's two Coopers.
1: Two Coopers, two Carters, two Blakes, and a Carson. You know,
0: know, we give that generation a hard time. But really, it's the generation before that for naming the kids these stupid names. Yeah. Yeah. And if your name's Cooper, sorry, but you have a dumb name. Uh, Well, listen to this, though.
1: So when I named our kids... Uh, we'd, we thought, we were like, well, we'd like something that is not unheard of, right? It's not a, something we made up and you've never heard before, but it's something that's not common, right? And we picked our children's names, which fit that criteria. And then I flashed forward like 10 years later, I was looking something up, and I was looking up what the most common baby names were of each year. And in both years, they were in the top like 40. I was like, well, <laughs> I, was like, I thought I was doing the right thing, but apparently everybody, nope. everybody's yep. as smart as I am.
0: Yeah, that's what right? it yeah. is. Yeah, you're just you're just in the herd.
1: Right, I was the trendsetter.
0: Mm, is that what you were? Yes. Okay, we'll go with that. Yes. Uh, have you made the mistake of saying, like, man, this kid, could he kick the ball any worse? And like, that's my child. Have you done that yet? No. Oh, no. I hope you do that. Where you're like, man, this kid, right? Looks like he has two left feet out well- there. Well, we, he's working through things.
1: They lost Tom this game. They they get down two nothing. And then second half, they fight back against two to two. And we it's near the end of the game. We miss a, a goal shot, right? We miss one. And then they get a breakaway. The other team literally ten seconds, and the fastest kid on their team is on a breakaway with nobody behind him, and he's off through the distance and uh he scores of course so they lose the game like as the whistle's blowing and my wife just looks at me and she was like Hayden could have caught him if he was on the field I was just like yeah I agree with that <laughs> I was just like all right let's get out of here I don't let's just not say it to the coach yeah, yeah so get the snacks know, and get out yeah let's go <laughs> so yeah yeah well, you know um no I haven't gotten to that yet just fights with opposing players yeah parents, you and, love
0: that and, and refs. referees
1: right children referees. teenage yeah right. teenage referees yeah, right yeah uh not any this little pump out there not any this season i'm being calm i'm being very calm that's good yeah it's
0: progress it
1: is progress <laughs> i you know uh i haven't had the urge i'm not even like having to tell myself don't yell well, at this is old it, lady they suck like, is it because they suck? No, they're actually – no, they didn't suck. They just gave up, you know. They start slow, and then they always come back, and then it's, you know, th- usually they'll hold out or they'll win, but this time they are playing a really good team, and this kid was super fast. God, this little kid was quick. I was just like, wow. And I was like, you guys whipping him, running him around the, <laughs> the yards, getting him fast? He's fast. <laughs> He's out there zipping all over the place. Here, have a hard candy. All right.
0: Oh, another thing I did is I saw, I forgot to mention this after Burt Kreischer, because we went to the early show. Uh, I watched the triple G Canelo Alvarez fight and that was fun. And here's where I feel dirty. You want to get into this?
1: Yeah. I said there was some controversy over this one. Yeah.
0: Well, no, the controversy isn't necessarily the fighter's fault. Let me just say this. This is just a general statement that applies to this fight, but also just combat sports. Uh, for the people out there that goes, well, Canelo was supposed to win the fight so they could do the third fight because that's where the money is. It's all rigged. We're not living in a James Bond movie, first off. So get over yourself that all these people are conspiring to make all of these moves yeah. happen, right? It's,
1: it's amazing how much stuff actually gets done when everybody's in, busy with all these secret conspiracy meetings, right? Yeah. Conspiring it's so- all
0: the time. Yeah, it's so bizarre that people think, especially in sports, that all of this like, well obviously it's gonna happen this way because they need the third fight and the third fight's where the money's at, so the we'll NBA just get sets it up the- so
1: LeBron wins all the time.
0: Yeah, NBA blah blah blah. No. In combat sports, I won't speak to the to, to the big four because eh, I don't know necessarily what I'm talking about as regard to combat sports. The issue isn't that we live in a James Bond movie and people are conspiring to get a third Canelo Triple G fight. It's that the people ringside that they've hired as judges aren't trained properly and don't know what they're looking at. So you get all these wild like, nope, 117, 112. well, then I have it 116, 115, the other guy you're like, what? How are those two scores anywhere alike? And you go, I don't know. Looks like it. I'm a full-time accountant. This isn't my full-time job. I don't even know what I'm doing. And you're like, do you realize there are millions of dollars on the line and you, real estate agent who just showed up at 4 o'clock on a Saturday, are going to affect this and you don't even know what you're looking at, you dorks.
1: Yeah, let me do it.
0: Let someone who knows what they're looking at do it. how,
1: How do they become judges? How can I become a judge?
0: Oh, you just apply and then you shadow, at least in MMA, uh all you have to do, apply, they'll call you. You shadow three events, you give little mock scores, they go, that seems consistent, and then you go and do your first one, and then you just keep going when you're needed. It's so stupid. I'm gonna do this. So stupid. But what I felt dirty about was this. I, for the most part, have always bought my pay-per-views, right? If it's a pay-per-view, I buy it. Now when I was a kid, there's a channel 96. It was like yeah, scrambled. Yeah, you could you could hear all of the pay per view. Sometimes, it. sometimes, yeah, you could make out a figure of like, right. oh, that's Taz suplexing Bam Bam Bigelow, but he's but, yellow, right? Exactly, and all green and stuff. <laughs> right. So I would Baby. listen to them. Yeah, I would listen to him as a child because obviously I didn't yes. make any money. I did that I'm all just, the time, right? But as an adult, I would go. Hey, these people, I need to be a good citizen. I need to do this right. I'll buy the pay-per-view, you know, help the promotion, help the fighters, yada, yada, yada. Well, after the Burt Kreischer event, I'm still just laughing my head off, but I wanted to see the fight. So I just wanted to see on Twitter, sometimes they have little clips, right? It's like, oh, man, uh, Canelo landed a good uppercut on Triple G. And so I searched the hashtag, and it said, like, top, uh, recent, and then it said video, and I go, well, I just maybe there's just a video clip, right? So I click on video, and the second thing I see is just the fight. <laughs> it's nice. the fight. And I go, really? No. Oh, okay. And so I so then I go back onto my timeline and it's like round five is about to start, or you know, whatever like that. So then I go back to the hashtag and to the video tab, and it's like round five is about to start, and I'm like, son of a bitch. And so I have Apple TV. So I mirror it uh, up to the TV and I'm watching a pay per view for free. Felt so dirty. Felt so dirty.
1: Nope. Uh, we watched it on the WWE Network, which I know uh, Dustin pays for. In fact, he probably pays $9.99. Uh, Wait a minute.
0: What? What did you watch?
1: We watched Hell in a Cell.
0: Oh, I thought you were talking about the Triple G Canelo nope. fight. Nope. I didn't watch.
1: watch it. The- I didn't watch that. Nope. Um. Well, cool. But let's let's get into Hell in a Cell. How about that? Right, was the rest of the podcast. What would you think?
0: Well, first off, uh, Triple G won that fight. Canelo lost. Anyhow, uh, Hell in a (laughs) Cell. I thought it was uh, unremarkable. I I didn't hate
1: it. I didn't hate it.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. The Brock Lesnar thing was a pleasant surprise.
1: Yeah, I think the SmackDown match could have been different in a Hell in a Cell.
0: Which one? What are you talking about?
1: Like they could have had a different match in the Hell in a Cell.
0: So, uh, oh, Jeff, Randy, yeah. Oh, let's yeah, let's get into this. Okay, yeah, let's. We don't necessarily break down match by match because that'll take too long. Right. But Jeff Hardy, I do not feel sorry for you because you're an idiot. You legitimately swung from the top of the cage. Randy Orton moved, and then there was a seasonal change outside, and then you decide to let go and go through the table. You idiot!
1: Yeah, that was dumb, Jeff.
0: Jeff, yeah. Jeff, are you drinking you know to of it, Jeff? Well, you know what it reminded me of? Remember SummerSlam, I think 2009, when he took on CM Punk for the World Heavyweight Championship? Yes. He had CM Punk on the announcer's table. He climbs up to the ladder, does the swanton, hits it, but then CM Punk gets up and beats him. It felt a lot like that where, wait a minute, what did he do? Right. And then why did he do it? And then he lost? Yeah, Made no sense. What a dork. It yeah. just They should have ended, I think. They should have ended. If he's going to take time off, and I don't know how gauges work, but I've read and heard that basically the feeling in your ear is gone you shouldn't just rip the damn thing out with that screwdriver. That's the spot, right? Cuz that was the most cringe-worthy. That was more cringe-worthy than than old fall from the sky Jeff Hardy. Like you should have ended with the ear. Right.
1: Yeah, it was odd. And then like so we were talking about that at, at Dustin's place with some of the people there, they were just like, "Yeah, it just feels like you know, a different match could have been in there." And then after the Samoa Joe AJ Styles controversy that happens later, Samoa Joe's like no, I want something with no disqualifications, no countouts, uh, no chin You know what I mean? Like, and somebody was like, "You mean like a hell in a cell? Kind of like that? Like, is that what you're describing? <laughs> like, it just felt like that. Like that would have been the better storyline, right? We had the with the that was the guy's family he was messing with, right? They get you in the hell in the cell, and then we take it on. So that felt a little odd, but um, let's see. Let's let's, let's get into that. What the the ending though? What the Brock Lesnar shows up out of nowhere. Were you expecting that at all? I wasn't expecting that no.
0: at all. No, but I have a lot of beef with it. And again, I'm trying to stay as positive as as possible, mm-hmm. but the end made zero sense. Let's just break it down real quick, okay? Yeah. So a chair spot takes Braun and Roman out for 62 minutes. I don't know. How long did they fucking lay down after the chair or after the table spot when the tag teams, the shield right. guys, all the other guys right. All fought up on the top, right? right? Right. And then they need to get rid of the, here's let me restate that. If you're gonna go off of the the K or the cell, you have to go off from the top. Mick Foley has jumped the shark with that. You can't then start going from the side like Shawn Michaels did in the very yeah. first right. one.
1: Right. Yeah. So halfway up the thing.
0: Yeah. You either go all the way or you don't do it at all. And second, that spot looks so weird. We're fighting, we're fighting. Heads go off a cage, jump off,
1: jump off, right?
0: Same it makes time, no I mean, sense. Yeah, same and least, same time. Yeah, yeah, makes no sense, right? So okay, let's just. They had a match earlier. They're exhausted. A table spot that would take them out. Then Brock Lesnar comes out, right? Right. And that was cool.
1: Kicks the doors I, off the edge.
0: Kicks the door, looks like fucking the coolest man in their arena, right. which he probably was awesome. Looks way slimmer, which shows that he's getting ready for Cormier. His ears were drained, Not which Jason. shows these Well, his ears are drained, which shows that he's actually on the mats doing real wrestling, getting ready for Cormier. I liked all that. But again, Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns are going through all these hellacious spots, but an F five takes him out. And they can't continue anymore. Yeah, can't
1: continue in a no DQ match. Like, no. Right. right.
0: And I understand why did not you
1: just put somebody, like, throw one of them on top of each other. Or one of the tag team guys could have snuck in and threw the other one on top of the other one. Gave us an ending. Right,
0: And that's what I'm saying. The very ending was Dean Ambrose and Drew McIntyre just, I guess, hanging out on top of the cage. Yeah. Like, no one knows when they came down, how they came down. Just did watching they what was going fight? on underneath. Right? That's, that's what I'm saying. Did they continue to fight up there? We don't know because we just said fade to black. Right. And then Mick Foley gets taken out with the, the pepper spray, which I understand because people were like, it was a no DQ. Why did Paul Heyman do that to Mick Foley? Well, Mick Foley would have tried to stop Brock Lesnar, so Paul Heyman needs to stop Mick Foley. I right. understand that. But then – does he not recover? Does Mick Foley not recover?
1: Yeah, right? I mean like, like you just, can get pepper sprayed and I mean yeah, it's going to hurt and suck for a couple minutes but you'll you can see well, it just sucks how, after that, how, right? Like you know.
0: Yeah, how many reps have c- counted to 3 because they couldn't see, right? Yeah. And then the other ref right, we've had decides,
1: miscounts because ref couldn't see.
0: Yeah. And then we just all of a sudden have another ref unrelated to the entire match just go, "No, this is done." Uh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. because Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns who were going through big body slams, spears, superman punches, all of these things. Nope, one F five. Can't they can't go on. Nope, sorry. Like yeah, exactly to what you said. Put have Dean Ambrose climb down from the cage, crawl into the hell in the cell, put Roman on top of Braun and And then Drew McIntyre grabs Ambrose, but the blinded Mick Foley counts one, two, three. Braun's pissed because of the Brock Lesnar thing. He has a justification, but you have a finish. You don't just have this unfinished business that just where it's like fade to black.
1: Well, and then flash forward to Raw, and the lesson to be learned, kids, is if something you really want is being competed over by two other people, all you got to go in is just violently disrupt the process to where it can't keep going, and then you get a shot at it later.
0: Well, he still gets his automatic (laughs) rematch because he was a champion who lost.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: We love those rematch points. Yeah,
1: but it's like, hey, man, like, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm not mad at that because Baron Corbin's the heel general manager. He does get his mandatory rematch, and they got to do crown jewel. What are you going to tell him? No. Right. So it makes sense from a storyline perspective. What didn't make sense is you had two guys left on top of a cage who – From a storyline, we don't know what happens to them. Two guys inside the cage, which when they get up, do they fight again? Do they just roll out of the ring? We don't know. And then you had two guys that went through tables. Are they okay? Were they able to continue? Did they get up and fight? We have no answers to that because we just fade to black because old uh, walrus ass Paul Heyman and uh, cancer victim Brock Lesnar had to just walk out of the, the entrance ramp
1: yeah it it made no
0: sense no sense
1: um i did like uh the aj styles samoa joe ending i like that that we're gonna get a little more of that but now it's centered around this hey man he tapped uh before the three count love it i love love it it. good timing on that one um
0: and i even like how and i don't know if they planned this but the tap was not camera side right right. so when we saw it live we're like why is he so pissed i got that was my thought is Okay, he's just being healed, but man, he's acting as if he won, but obviously he didn't. And then when they showed that other side, it's yeah. like, oh, right, you're like, oh. <laughs> However, I don't like. I like that finish, but not with that story, because you're yeah. trying to tell me that AJ Styles, with his championship on the line and his family's honor, is going to tap.
1: <laughs> right.
0: You know. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm true. just saying. That's like. True. Yeah, what a weak little bitch. <laughs> right exactly with all the things on the line yeah. he's gonna like he should, if he was the hero that we've you know grown up to know he would have stone cold Steve austin just passed out in the hold
1: joe needs to to mention that and needs to just add that layer onto it right be like oh it just hit me you were gonna give up your family like you're yeah. gonna you know what I mean like Oh, what a great breakdown. That's a good – I like that. Um, yeah, my yeah.
0: my be- my line for Samoa Joe was my Coquita Clutch, which is just a rear naked choke or whatever you want to call it, but my choke is so devastating that you were willing to give up that title and point to it and then also your family and then just make him piss. And then that's when the fire comes back out of AJ Styles. Uh, it's like, you motherfucker. you know. And then they just –
1: well, but is he mad at Joe or himself? Because he knows Exactly, Drew, right?
0: right. Yes. That's the fun part. Oh
1: and that's what Joe could say to him too, be like, Are you mad at me or are you mad at you? Right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well yeah. What do you think, Wendy? Uh oh gosh, that's a good one. What about the timing on the finish though for the tag match with the Shield and Drew McIntyre and Ziggler? Um, when he has him up um for whatever his move is, and then Drew comes in with the boot to his face like that oh, yeah, timing yeah. of that inning there that was real good that was I yeah like that.
0: and the, they did really good again i think it's weird that the intercontinental champion took the pinfall loss to the tag team champions cuz you know intercontinental championship supposed to mean something mm-hmm. who's he facing for this uh feud next no one he's still in this tag team weird thing why does he have the belt then oh i just you know yeah. that's when that's when you have guys uh, floundering, and you go. Well, they have nothing. Well, Seth Rollins has two things going on: Intercontinental <laughs> right. Championship and Tag Team Championship. Right. You could have easily and had, he's
1: on the Hell in a Cell fighting on top of it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> right. Like I love Seth Rollins as much as the next guy, because uh, you know he's my favorite current wrestler, as you saw on my uh, Wrestling Thirty Day Challenge. But wouldn't Twitter, it be cool?
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if? this Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, weird feud thing had the intercontinental championship right, attached to it. Right. That would make a little bit more sense, right, but no, they're just out men. there. Yeah. Opposite bodies fighting each other. And then you got Seth Rollins having three things going on. Makes no sense. Guys.
1: Uh, T Mac says, I think that sucks. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, and we're gonna talk more in my favorite thing. Uh, Becky Lynch defeated Charlotte Flair, and and uh, we'll just dig into it deeper. But the ending to that too, with her just squaring off, being like, "Nah, now nah, we're not shaking hands. I did this. You know what I mean, that was fun."
0: Yeah, I like I like that, and I even like uh, her promo on SmackDown, oh, which again gosh, get into. Yeah, uh, I thought great. the actual finish was a little weird. All of a sudden, now we can just keep rolling in a spear, and you're fine. Yeah, it was a little and, interesting. And 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 Charlotte, you speared her and she just fr- like backrolled. You're not hurt. Uh yeah. yeah. Like she got up. She got up and was like, Oh, I'm so injured from what? <laughs> a backroll that someone else did?
1: Right, a little backroll. Um We also got uh Dana. Dana Brooke wrestling. Dana, Dana. Uh, And and the reason I bring this up is because they were discussing – you may have fast-forwarded this match, which most people probably would have, but I was it on at work uh, (laughs) listening to it. So, you know, just listening to it. And we got – they mentioned Dana Brooks not with uh, Titus Worldwide anymore. Did you know that? Right. I didn't know
0: that. And
1: then uh, 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 Renee Young is saying that's a great thing for her, whereas Corey Graves maybe disagreed a
0: little bit. I never deny Dana Brooks' incredible athleticism. Well,
1: she but didn't with, need Titus. Uh,
0: with the marketing machine like Titus Worldwide. Backslide. backslide by Bailey, Dana.
1: What exactly are
0: Titus's credentials again? He, he owns
1: 26 Toyota Camrys. Okay. He's got shoe deals in various countries. Soon to have, I think, an American version. Sounds very promising. He once jumped over a super target. Very high credentials. For Titus on you.
0: Yeah, and then you know what I would also come back with if I was Corey Graves? Yeah. Uh, what credentials does Dana Brooke have?
1: Right, exactly. Dana.
0: Dana. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Remember, we, we forgot who she was. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: ah, oh, that's yeah. fun. Um, but Corey Graves for the win on that one. That was good. He's got 26 Toyota Camrys. I'm going to use that line somewhere uh in there. Well, and then moving on past even hell in a cell, some of the fallout obviously we talked about a little bit there, but then um uh what else we we got the Undertaker on Raw. Did you give a crap about that?
0: Absolutely not.
1: Yeah, it really wasn't it didn't move much for me.
0: I just why? And then now okay We're going to jump out of because I know I like to try to stay in storyline. But even let's say within storyline, it seems to me as a seasoned wrestling fan that are we going to have Shawn Michaels, arguably the greatest wrestler of all time, Mm -hmm. come out of retirement to do a tag match against a mayor and undertaker? Yep. No yeah, one is DX under the age. The
1: brothers of destruction.
0: No one is under the age of forty. Yeah. The Christ, are we do? Are we wanting to kill people in the ring?
1: How many of them might even have a five in their first digit?
0: Yeah. Ugh. One right, because Undertaker's definitely fifty definitely something. 50.
1: Kane might be.
0: Oh my goodness. It's just, guys, I get the nostalgia, but. This one is even a little bit more frustrating for me because there's no new talent that's being put over, right? right? So let's like one thing that I enjoy about Randy Orton's career, especially when he was doing the legend killer thing is now in 2018, we can look back and go, holy crap, Randy Orton wrestled Hulk Hogan. Holy crap. Randy Orton wrestled Mick Foley and necessarily those aren't the greatest matches, but it's still a cool hidden gym kind of thing, right? Cause those things weren't necessarily like prominent and featured and goes down in the, uh, panels of the greatest matches of all time. But it's kind of fun to say, wow, those two things I didn't think ever existed together. Right. But in this case, the brothers of destruction and DX, man, we saw that in 99. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't get why we're saying, Hey, uh all the old guys, let's get out there. Hey, uh but Leo Rush, I know you're a good wrestler. We're just going to have you talk. You you can't wrestle. Well, why not? So we got this mayor and he's still on our payroll and uh, we we need to give him a match. Get the fuck yeah. out of here.
1: Yeah, he was loosely tied intermittently to one of these guys uh so, you know, during his career.
0: You got Drew Gulak who is so much fun and entertainment being lost in the shuffle of a fifth-rate show. You know
1: why Kane uh, needed a spot in this match? (laughs) He once jumped over a super target. (laughs) You know? That's impressive.
0: I guess it is. Yeah. I just... The Undertaker, uh, Triple H, one last time... Okay, cool. And The Rock and John Cena was once in a lifetime, and you did it the next yeah. year. But yeah, shut this is not up. the
1: last time these people are wrestling. It's just not. That's,
0: it's, it's just it's not. It's You're a, a liar. Hollow. Yeah. It, yeah. With, with, it's so hollow that that's yeah. why. I, you don't have a track record that supports this statement, so that's why I'm not into this right. statement.
1: Right. Oh, I believe that when we ship Thomas Purple, and it smells like Rainbow Shopper <laughs> So... I don't know. Is there anything else that happened that you really, I mean, we're going to talk about your favorite thing too was Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley, but so maybe we don't want to dig too deep into that, but that was fun.
0: Well, the end of Rusev day. Oh yes. And I
1: like how they played that too over, you know, a couple little breaks and stuff like that. And then she catches him saying that and it's like, I'm going to go tell him and not now woman, you know, (laughs) he goes out there and, oh, poor Rusev should have, should have waited, should have listened to his lady.
0: The coolest thing in the world for me, because as you'll find out on day seven of my 30-day wrestling challenge, my favorite promotion, as if you've ever listened to more than two episodes of this, is ECW. So my favorite, oh, I hope this happens, is Aiden English today put out Happy Aiden Day. Yeah. Right? And so they'll have a day off, right? I don't know. A match for whoever reigns supreme with their day. If Lana turns on Rusev, oh, my God, I will be so happy. That is exactly what I want. I know.
1: It needs to be that way, right? It has. To, come on. We need that. In in 2018 wrestling, we need that.
0: Well, how much fun remember at WrestleMania 20 when Trish Stratus turned on yes. Chris Jericho yes. and sided with Christian? Yes. Now, everyone will say that's the example uh, been done before, but it'd still be fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it's cyclical. We do – there's only so yeah, many and stories that was to 14, tell. It's, it's the yeah, different details. Yeah, that was 14 details. years ago
0: too. Right, yeah, that it's was the 14 different years details, ago.
1: the different setups, the different settings. Yeah. yeah. anybody who says that to me is just, well, then stop writing. What, you're yeah. not going to come up with something new, some new kind of story. you got to tell me the same kind of story differently.
0: Oh, but if Lana turns on Rusev and then when they're like – why did you do it, Lana? Lana, oh my God, why'd you do it? And they're like leaving the arena and she's like holding on to Aiden English's arm. And she'll be like, haven't you heard his voice? And he could just like hold a note. Yes. And, and walk off. Yes. Oh, that was shit. Yes. Oh, uh, and then we could get really behind Rusev Day, right? Because this, yeah. b- this blended Rusev Day, Lana Day, Lana has an accent. Lana's a hip hop dancer. Bullshit get on with your over makeup faced ass. Cause you suck and go join aim English. In English. I think yeah. you suck? <laughs> yeah. Aiden English. Shave your head. Start singing all the opera stuff or whatever Broadway stuff that you do. And be just an obnoxious singing jerk. And then every time has a match, you go in there and you stick it to him somehow from jumping out through the crowd, coming out from underneath the ring. And you just be a thorn in his side. And Lana comes up to Rusev puts his puts her tits in his face and goes, you're never touching these again. And then we just hate those two. That's all you have to do.
1: Is she going to say exactly that you're never touching these again? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. She's
0: wearing a, but then she's wearing a pearl necklace, and then she actually points to that, and then walks away. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, getting a little, getting a little crazy. That's but.
1: gonna happen. It's probably gonna happen. Yeah, no. uh, maybe not like that, but no, uh, yeah. Gosh, what a fun storyline! I'm interested to see where they go with it, and I like that he was just like, "All right, look, she's gonna tell him. I just got to do it now." You know, beat him and up. that
0: totally makes sense, right? Yeah. Have you ever been caught in a line? You're like, "All right, well." I got to do this before it gets worse.
1: Yeah, well, I fucked your sister. All right, look, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just, sometimes you got to be like, hey, yeah. just own up to it and roll with whatever happens, right? Roll with the punches. Well, all right, <laughs> let's take a break. We'll come back. You and we'll said that,
0: <laughs> You said that way too familiar. <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> We will come back and talk about one of our favorite things of the week when we come back to the Spanish announce table.
0: Uh, Fun fact, uh, Tim still hasn't denied that. And (laughs) Kane won the 2002 all-WWF slash-WWE version of The Weakest Link. The Spanish announce table. Tim, are you going to get the uh, newest uh, WWE 2K19 game? Speaking about games, as we were off-air... Uh, you going to get this one? Because you've played WWE games in the past. Well,
1: probably not because my kids have essentially hijacked my PlayStation 4.
0: Well, yeah. take it back.
1: Well, so they started playing the Fortnite. And then the thing is the PS4 is always out in the living room. And then they play it on there. And I was like, you guys got to take that upstairs. I'm not going to, you know, where your area is. And they're like, well, but it's not on the PS3. And I was like, well, then just, yeah, you know, Josh, just take the PS4. I was like, I haven't played it in a while anyway, and now I'm sitting there, I was like, oh, I'm not going up there to play with their stuff, right? All their junk, their mess up there. I'm not going to go up there and, like, play my games. Yeah. So i am got to, like, buy yeah. another one maybe. i would got to have to buy a PS4.
0: Or you're bigger and taller than them, put it in a space they can't grab unless they have to ask you for permission, you and then that's when room. they can play Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, so uh, WWE 2K19 comes out October 9th. They just made an announcement before we get into our favorite things of the week. Uh, they have their uh, downloadable content uh, released, and here's what you get. So on the Rising Stars pack, which is an extra 9.99, dollars uh, you get Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Lacey Evans, Leo Rush, Maria Kanellis, Mike Kanellis, and here's where I think the 999's is worth it. Ricochet.
1: All of that for $9. 99.
0: Also for
1: 999
0: is the Titans pack, and that comes with Bobby Lashley, mm. EC3, and the War Raiders. Ooh, I like the War Raiders.
1: Um I also heard that if you send us, tableshow at gmail.com on PayPal, if you send us 9. 99 you can also create us and create a character on the game
0: so as tim just told you and mm-hmm. to review mm-hmm. if you send us money right. then you on your console right. can create us on your us. game
1: we'll give you permission to do that look at that right all you gotta yeah. do is send us 9 99 per user table show at gmail.com on our paypal
0: there you go. So now let's get into our favorite things of the week. And, Tim, yeah. we're going to have you kick it off. What yeah. is your favorite thing of the week? We should have a sounder for that. We a favorite thing of the week.
1: Yeah, we, um, yeah. I really like how they're playing the Becky Lynch, Charlotte storyline and the fallout from the match, right? I like how uh, she didn't just uh, go cold on her on the handshake, right? but threw it in her face and then made her come out uh, the following show and just kept hitting her with lines. You know what I mean? She's like, now you can raise the champ's hand. And she's like, no, nah, I didn't want you to do that. I want you to put it around my waist. No, nah, I do not want you to do that. I want you to call me queen. You know what I mean? Like, just kept hitting her with it. And I, I underestimated Becky Lynch. You remember when she first did this, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she can pull off this heel thing long term. But she's nailing it. She's killing it. I like it.
0: Yeah, and since our kind of uh, 2.0 version of Spanish Announce Table has started, consistently we've talked about Becky Lynch and Charlotte, and with WWE's track record, typically you get that one week, might get it two weeks, but then after that, it's pretty much downhill from there. Uh, So credit to Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and the writing team who's ever involved with this for keeping it going to stay edgy, to stay current, even though people were upset about who turned heel, at least it caught our attention and got us invested, right?
1: Well, what I want to know then is is how do you take this, if you're writing this, Tom, because uh, – so we just did that, right? She just – she's punked her out again, but we've got another, what, month until we've got a pay-per-view match on the WWE Network. Uh, mm-hmm. What do we do in the meantime to keep this storyline hot and fresh? Haven't we done it?
0: Well, I think they're still trying for the Becky Lynch as a heel. So let's just go with that narrative. Let's just say I've been tasked with keeping this storyline going. And Vince McMahon said, your only parameter is that Charlotte has to stay face and Becky Lynch has to stay heel. I think what you need to do is not the underhanded tactics that Becky Lynch was doing to get Charlotte's attention for the championship match. I think you need to go more into the Becky Lynch putting down Charlotte because a couple more weeks of put downs to Charlotte and even the most jaded fan will feel a little little bit sympathetic to Charlotte, right? right? So as Becky did on SmackDown and she did brilliantly, she said, you know, call me queen. 'Cause you always called yourself queen, right? Like right. we we bought into that. But if you do that a second week where you say, Hey, you lesser than, hey, you beneath me, hey, you go to the back of the line after I hey, beat you, lanky, you again.
1: Big nose bitch, right?
0: Right. Yeah. All of that, then you start going, Well, damn, Becky, like I was on your side, but nice. now you're taking it yeah, now you're taking it too far. And so, yeah, it so still what she could has a be, mole on
1: her face, we know.
0: Right. And it still could be a little bit where it's like a ruthless heel that we like, but at least it'll be defined as a heel, right? Like the Kevin Owens character, even though you might love it or you might hate it, that is a heel. Right. Is a heel is a heel, you know? So what I would do is keep with the Charlotte put downs and then expand it out a little bit more, right? So – have Becky Lynch as the heel champion walking backstage as she does another coordination, right? She does two weeks in a row celebrating her title victory, which we're going like, okay, let's see what happens here. As she's walking, though, to the ring, she runs into the Iconics, And the Iconics are like, oh, my God, we love what you did to Charlotte. You know, ever since we debuted, we never liked her. And then Becky Lynch just says, you know, You small-brained idiots. You don't get it, do you? And then just walks off. And now she's put down the heels to where you see, like, she's not aligning with anyone. This is a power trip of power trips. And so I would have her do that, do the second week in a row of a coordination, make Charlotte come out again. Charlotte, this time, isn't so much of, hey, you beat me that one night, looking forward to the rematch. It's more like, what do you want now? And then she says... You didn't call me queen last week. I called you bitch and then you hit me. So now I want you to apologize. And you're yeah. like, "You fucker, Right? right. Like, God. And then you go, if you don't apologize, you're not getting a rematch. I have it in the contract. And just Charlotte's like, I'm sorry. And then just have her get closer. Like, say it again. I'm sorry. I, I don't think the people up in the nosebleeds heard you. Say it one more time. And she goes, I'm, and then whoom hits her again, right? And then we all, right? And then it's a knockdown, drag out. And then Becky, you know, uh, cowers away and runs away. So you do that. Then Charlotte comes out and is like, Becky, we used to be best friends. I'm tired of this. You know, you've changed. I obviously have to change now, too, to match what you're doing to me. But at whatever that pay per view is called, Super Showdown Evolution, I get them all confused as far as where they're wrestling at. I'm gonna kick your ass, and then have her start with some like iconic line because she's like at Super Showdown. I think that's where they're at. At Super Showdown, I'm gonna put you in the figure eight, and you will. And then Becky Lynch attacks her again, right? And then just starts hitting her with a chair, and just goes, "You never apologized," and like just, "It's you suck." And then boom, I will beat you again. And you're like, "God damn!" And you just have to use. Suck. yeah and you just run with this thing i don't know about the mixed match challenge i think aj and charlotte won yeah. so have becky lynch interfere in that i know yeah. that mixed match challenge is like a whole different world where like team little big is a fun thing that we like and stuff but screw that have becky lynch interfere in that to cost her that and says like as long as I'm champion, Charlotte, you're winning nothing—not the mixed match challenge, not my title, not a match. You suck, and you will always suck. And then you just go like, "God damn, Becky!" Like, like yeah. I said earlier,
1: you suck. <laughs> just
0: yeah, yeah. Just and then and then eventually you just keep with that every turn that Charlotte. Charlotte's just trying to mind her own business. Just have her in a backstage promo or a backstage segment the week before the pay per view. This is how you go home with it. Uh, Backstage segment, she walks up, Naomi's there, Naomi and Asuka's there. Asuka and Charlotte have this weird thing that they respect each other, WrestleMania, wasn't that a great night, blah, 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 blah. Naomi's like, yeah, you're my girl, all right, well, hey, you know, I hope you beat that Becky, she sure has turned into a bitch, ooh, right? And right. they come out, and then you just do the, like, I am going to beat her. You know that, like, close-up that they do to Charlotte? Yeah. Segment's not fucking over. Becky Lynch jumps her again and just beats her ass and goes, you, and then you end it with, you bitch. And then that's the end of the segment, and then we get to the match. That's what I would do. Just every turn, every turn, Charlotte can never even get a breath. Becky is so afraid of her. That's the narrative you point. Is I beat her once, but I don't think I can beat her again, so I'm doing everything I can to not even get her to 100%. She will be so mentally and physically broken before she gets that pay-per-view that I am going to take advantage of her. In every step you go, Charlotte's at the fucking hair salon, Becky Lynch beats her ass there, Charlotte's backstage getting some catering, fucking food fight happens there, Like every step charlotte's does like ever make s- fun
1: of of the dad does she ever make fun of old rick
0: uh, yeah maybe but his i feel 19th like 19th wife yeah i i, Not I feel too like too heavy
1: he, just maybe in passing
0: well i just yeah maybe that like yeah one just, of the insults yeah one of the insults but yeah, rick the, rick definitely does yeah rick definitely doesn't need to be a part of this fuck uh, that guy yeah,
1: no right no just another thing to kind of twist the the knife in yeah. Charlotte, you know what I mean? Just another ruthless thing to say, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. My title reigns going to be longer than your uh, dad's uh, wedding be or something.
1: champion for more years than your dad has wives.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. This this championship reigns going to last longer than your dad's fifth marriage.
1: And all of your dad's marriage combined. Oh, but that's yeah. really not that long of a time, maybe. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So let's double it or yeah, something. let's double that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But going back to your favorite thing, I'd love it. I I think it's really good. I liked how they even ended with the Charlotte Becky as the main event for the SmackDown uh, show. Right. Uh, I I get a little bit turned off. And again, if we go back to the Attitude Era, which in my estimation, not to sound like a broken record, changed everything, it kind of falls flat when you say bitch. Right? Yeah. Like, I get it, but also... Did you not hear what the Dudleys used to call people? Yeah. It's hard to be like, oh, you get so upset about the word bitch. Now, if you say, oh, you know what I would do in there? This would be fun. as like a real like subpart. Now I'm getting fun. Say uh, Becky should say this. This would be hilarious on the go home. Uh, I'm getting crazy. If, if uh, Becky goes, you know, I've been beating you up all this time. And if you can't make it to Sunday's pay per view, I guess I'll see you next Tuesday, and then just walks off because <laughs> he's a little yeah. cut. <laughs> really? yeah. okay. My kids wouldn't get that. Well, an <laughs> eight-year-old wouldn't get see you next Tuesday. The, yeah. uh, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. It won't. Happen.
1: It won't. It certainly will not. Not in this day and age. Um, Yeah. No. That was definitely my favorite thing of the week, and I think that's. You know, I think we hit on it. It, It's. I like that. It it, it still makes sense. Do what?
0: What do you want to see from it? So you're enjoying the storyline, right? So what will keep you invested? Is it a double turn? You know, like Becky goes face, Charlotte goes heel. No, I like
1: how you spelled it out. I want her to still be the heel. And I was just wondering about that. Like, what's the purpose? What keeps this motivation going? Like, why would I still care at this point past that? Right? She got her chance to spit in her face, but they're going to do this match again. So, how do we get there? And I like what you, you brought. And I don't know what else really there would be that would make sense. And that's why I've liked what's happened so far, right? It's you no, know, like, no, I man, you don't get to come up here now and act like, oh, well, I'm proud of you. You did it, champ. Like, get out of here.
0: Yeah. Piss off. And that's what I yeah, from the pay-per-view, that's what I loved when she said off mic. You know, cuz she didn't that wasn't like a promo that they did. Right. She just off mic said, "You're not going to take this moment from me." Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck if yeah, cuz that's about you." Yeah, again, that's another thing where you kind of side with Becky where you go, "Yeah, you're not upstaging me on this. You're not Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 6 handing me the title." Like, "I fucking did this." Go and roll that out. Crowd
1: was so into it. I mean, that crowd was down for that. So the moment she started like raising that title and shaking her head, the crowd went nuts. So there's, they're still got to find the way to walk that line. Like you said, they've got to give us something that even if we like somebody, we'd be like, yo, calm it down, man. Like you're. too Yeah, much. I think.
0: Yeah, I would hope that what you do is you have Becky almost paranoid where she says like I don't know if I can like internally I don't right. know if I can beat her twice so I'm going to do everything I can to beat her to 0%. Yeah.
1: Well, she could just still be neurotic about it like Charlotte still has the spotlight. Why do why are the reporters asking her what she's going to yeah. do about it? It's not about uh-huh. her. It's me. I'm the <laughs> champ. So yeah. get out of here. <laughs> like just throw her off the stage. Like get out of here. Stop stealing my spotlight. They should be talking
0: to me. Yeah, I love it. I think it was great. Yeah, I agree. All right. All right. Awesome.
1: Then we will come back and talk about Tom's favorite thing when we come back to the Spanish announce table.
0: Fun fact, Mick Foley debuted the same year Terry Funk retired for the first time. The Spanish announce table.
1: Tom, we praised Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley being paired the moment it came on the screen. You were probably tweeting it. Uh, mm-hmm. and then we saw more of it, and man, Leo Rush can go on that mic. I didn't even realize.
0: And I loved the whole segment uh, from start to finish, and so many things checked the boxes of what I was looking for. So first, just the presence, cadence, and delivery from Leo Rush, right? Because yes. this was the first time that he's cutting a promo on Monday Night Raw not some pre taped segment where Bobby Lashley's just doing curls, right? right? So there's a different expectation, there's a different uh, delivery there's process. No of error. Right. And there's yeah, and, and there's just a different vibe when you're doing it live in a crowd, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think he hit a home run there. It was perfect. Second, I thought it was great right from the get go that Elias is like, Hey, can we get security, security to get this twelve year old? Right. Like you're you're addressing the elephant in the room, right? Yeah. He's the smallest guy, other than probably Drake Maverick, that we've seen on WWE right. Raw this year, right? So we're addressing that, and he handled himself like, oh, I get it, I'm the small one. Well, you suck, right? Like, right. so he did that. That was the second thing that was really good. This Elias and uh, Kevin Owens thing, that's missing the mark a little bit for me. I don't get why they're together. Kevin Owens just he he's awesome he's he's one of the best but he's floundering I don't I don't get what he's doing but let's not focus on that let's focus on what I really like here the third thing that I really enjoyed from the segment is Leo Rush you know cat and mouse gets himself right. caught in a tough spot but how does he get out of it big muscles on top of muscles Bobby Lashley pulled him out of trouble. Yeah, pulls him out of trouble and just goes like, stay here, kid. And that's what you're looking for from Bobby Lashley, right? You're not looking for some little one-liner zinger from Bobby Lashley. No, Bobby Lashley, literally. You have the muscles. Just use the muscles. Leo Rush will take care of everything else. And that's what we want from Bobby Lashley, at least for me, because that's what he looks like. like. He looks like the guy that would help his little brother in a bad spot and then just say like, little brother, next time, come on. Right? Like, let's tighten this
1: up. And they've got to run with this for a long time because that could play into, like, you know, let's flash forward a year and a half from now, and then there's dissension. And Bobby Lash has got to remind him, like, hey, man, you're only successful because I pull you out of trouble all the time and let you tag along. You know what I mean? Like, And then, you know what I mean? He's like, oh, you think so, huh? You think I'm not the brains of this? Is Leo Rush's, you know what I mean? Like, and then they get to go at it.
0: Yeah, and hopefully that is a a, a year and a half, as you said, away. Because I think the other thing that's going to be really good is Leo Rush gets to develop on the mic in a safe space, right? Right. So it's hard for Leo Rush to say, I'm going to kick your ass, right? Right. No one's believing that, unless he's saying that to Drake Maverick. No one's going to buy that. But if Leo Rush can develop his own voice, but – have the muscle to back him up saying Bobby Lashley's going to kick your ass. Well, we can all get behind that. Right. And that's where, for example, before the new day, Xavier Woods in all estimations that I saw before new day was essentially Leo rush. Now, obviously not small or anything, but he could talk on the phone or talk on the phone. He could talk on the mic. He could cut a good promo. He had a presence about him, but no one believed he could kick anyone's ass. Right. Right. And he looked like, Apollo Creed's uh, stunt double that got fired, and yeah, so you look like a. But when you say, "Hey, these two guys, right? Big E, who has the chest of a Cracker Barrel fucking uh thing, and you know those Cracker Barrel right. uh, what are the barrels. barrels? Yeah, right. I guess that's it. Sounded weird, but you know he's got the chest of a fucking uh." bodybuilder, and then Kofi Kingston, who has a track record of intercontinental champion, former tag team champion, you know, all these high-flying moves. It allowed Xavier Woods to get a voice and a platform to now we believe anything Xavier Woods says, right? So if Xavier Woods says, we're the WWE tag team champions, and we're not losing these, you know, all year, you go, fuck, maybe he's right. Right, right, You know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping that Leo Rush, going back to Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley, Leo rush can develop his voice to where he's credible on the mic. Cause right now he's just saying shit and we don't know. Right. Bobby Lashley, I don't know, whatever. Right. But if Bobby Lashley picks up these wins and Leo rush keeps talking this shit, now we're looking at a Paul Heyman, Brock right. Lesnar thing for right. a lack of a better term. You could uh, put
1: Bobby Lashley in much bigger storylines that wouldn't come across. Well, if it was just him going against Roman reigns, if it was him going against Seth Rollins, like, he can't go toe-to-toe on the mic with Seth Rollins. Bobby Lashley is not as bad as he used to be. We've said this. Like he's yeah, He does better in certain roles, but he definitely can't go back and forth. But Leo Rush seems to have that mm-hmm. ability.
0: And if you give Bobby Lashley wins, then those shit-talking one-liners have more credibility, like when Paul Heyman talks about Brock Lesnar being the baddest motherfucker in the world, and we go... Yeah. No. Right. Fuck. Do you see what he did to that door? Right. Like you know what I'm saying? And this is the stuff uh, that sells
1: tickets. You know what I mean? Like right. it's it's the promos, it's the it's the face offs. It's the oh man. Who's right? Who's yeah. gonna deliver on what they're saying?
0: And I I like more than just the promos of what I hope they uh capitalize on because they did it. Uh, this past week is the Leo rush is in another bad spot, right? So he can have the, the Paul Heyman promo things that we're kind of thinking that it's going to go to, but I hope they do at least from the start a little bit more of Bobby Lashley to the rescue. Cause right. Leo rush is caught between, I don't know, great Kali and uh, Jinder Mahal, right. right? Like that would be funny where, like he's looking up at Great Colleague because Great Colleague is fucking lost backstage, and then Jinder Mahal is doing some type of uh, yoga that he interrupts. Right? You could just right. do the yoga thing. Right. And Leo rushes on the phone trying to make an endorsement deal for Bobby Lashley, walks on his rug. Jinder right. Mahal jumps up, goes, you little piss ant!" And he goes, what are you going to do? I'll have Bobby Lashley kick your ass. And then Jinder Mahal goes, well, you can't you can't kick my ass and his ass. And then he turns around and there's fucking great colleague looking down at him going, arr, arr, arr. and you go, Oh shit. And then Bobby Lashley shows up and goes, we, we got go, a problem here.
1: Arr, arr. Uh, arr.
0: Peanut butter. <laughs> I assume he knows how to say peanut butter, but then you can have Bobby Lashley yeah. show up and like, like, do we have a problem here? And then that's when general Hall's like, you know what? We're good. And Bobby's, uh, Bobby Lashley could e- easily just say, I don't think we we are good. Let's have a match tonight, and I'm going to kick your ass. Right. And then right there, then boom. Then we'll be good. You know? Yeah, then we'll be good. And yeah. then Leo Rush, and Bobby Lashley's like, Leo, what are we doing? He's like, I don't know. I walked on the rug. Yeah. There's the second. Yo, man, I was trying know? to
1: make a deal, and these guys got all upset about it. I think they're jealous of you, baby. You know, yeah, like, and then just, Bobby Lashley's
0: like, just, yeah, well, man, man right. you, you probably are probably doing are. good work. Right. Yeah, and you're like you are doing good work because yeah. now all of a sudden he's in a different tap out shirt, right? right you can just right. say tap outs the sponsor, right? Uh, that's where you know have from the start, like he did on Monday, get him in these pickles. Bobby Lashley uses his brute force and maybe even intelligence, right? We don't need to make him stupid. No, he can right. yeah. he can also help with the strategic ways to get out of these situations, and then that develops the hey man, we're a good team together, and that's from that point right. you know you do this a couple months and then they have that uh, epiphany like man we're a good team together and right. that's when Leo Rush can go you know who's the best motherfucker in the world this guy and right. then he's like Ur. and then we run with that and let's just say Drew McIntyre rips his ACL or Dolph Ziggler reti- you know decides to retire fucking make him a tag team right make him yeah Harlem Heat I make him Harlem Heat I would love him. we need another it always
1: comes back to make them harlem heat 2.0 it always comes back to that
0: yeah it always does be their manager there you
1: go booker t cannot be their manager no no that's not happening i'm surprised booker t doesn't have a harlem heat 2.0 down there in his uh wrestling promotion whatever that's called
0: oh i went to that remember when i was in houston right yeah Uh, shit, yeah. No, Booker, no no Harlem Heat 2.0. But what I was saying is if any reason the revival or fill-in-the-blank team gets hurt and we need some extra firepower in the tag team division, well, let's then, after they have that epiphany that they work well as a team together, put them in a few tag matches, right? Leo Rush just says, like, man, I'm too small for this. I got to go 205 Live for my title. And then we can go back to Bobby Lashley as a singles uh, star, But yeah. I, I think I think them as a tag team would also work, too, because you could do the same thing where, you know, Leo Rush only tags in when the opponent is down and out. Like Bobby Lashley does six power slams to the guy and then Leo Rush tags himself in, does a frog splash from the top rope, gets the win. Ha ha ha. Right.
1: right? And he's exactly. out. Right.
0: Yeah, so that's my favorite thing of the week. I liked how uh, the continuation from last week, because they hit a home run in my book with the first thing, and they did not strike out in week two. So that is my favorite thing of the week.
1: All right. Well, that's enough for us then, man. I got to get back to doing some more home improvement projects and getting ready for tomorrow and living the life.
0: Yeah, and if you're listening to this podcast before Saturday, this coming Saturday, and you live in the Kansas City area, Kansas City Fighting Alliance in Independence, Missouri, Saturday night. Doors open at 7. Main event, friend of the show, been on many times. Anthony Sharkbait Gutierrez fighting.
1: Very cool guy. Professional fighter. So I've heard.
0: The The professional fighter.
1: The professional fighter. Anthony Sharkbait Gutierrez. Do that, and then we will be back next week with some more Spanish Announce Table.
0: Fun fact. Stone Cold Steve Austin won four titles in 1997 and was stripped of all four of them.